Morgan. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their, their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. We'll have Mike Schaefer here shortly from 24-7 Sports. Before that, though, we, we do have a call. Mark is back. Mark, if you missed the last hour, Mark was calling in to give me an idea of things for the rundown because it, is, it can't always be NIL in the summertime. So before Schaefer gets here, Mark, you have the floor again. You're back on early break. Tell me, I have my pen. I got my paper. You have ideas for me or an idea. Go ahead, Mark. You're on early break. Good, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Uh, I just assumed that, that Sip was casting aspersions towards me. <laughs> <laughs> you you assumed wrong. The, this you do time. listen to the show. Uh, I do. I live. I have. I live. I work nights, so I, pri- I primarily listen to the podcast. So, but anyway, thank you. Uh, I, I know these are lean times, but, and, you, and Jake, you do a great job on the rundown, but you probably run out of ideas. So. Uh, what if you have a what if Wednesday or make believe Monday? For example, okay. Okay. what if in '97 the Regents did not approve Tom Osborne's suggestion of Frank Solis being hired, and instead they hired Barry Alvarez, who has Nebraska roots, I believe, he even coached at Lincoln Northeast. Or yes, he, yes, he did. Um, instead, instead of hiring Bill Callahan, they went with some of the other coaches that were on the market at the time, like Houston okay. Nutt, Mac Brown or even in-house guys like Polini, who I know they hired later on, or, uh, and Sip, you probably know, didn't, did they did they give Turner Gill an interview just because he was Turner Gill, or was, were they actually serious about it? When they hired Polini, uh, um, I think they were, it was Tom. Yeah, I think he was serious about it. So, and then my other last thing is, um, I know, Steve, you're always talking about Nebraska and the talent. We don't have any first-team Big Ten guys. I recently saw an article that in the last 20 years, uh, college players from the universities that have been drafted in the NFL the most, I was surprised to see that Nebraska was number 22 on that list with 109 kids drafted into the NFL out of Nebraska. Number one was no surprise, Ohio State. But just some food for thought, some things you can spit out there. Have some other ideas. What, what was the uh, Monday idea? I got one of Wednesday. We've done that before. What, what was your Monday idea, Mark? I forget that. Make believe Monday. Make believe Monday. All right. Uh, and, and then, and Steve. I mean, going back, I'm the same age as you, Steve. So going back to like the mid late seventies, Tom was on the hot seat too, right? Yeah, seventy six. Seventy six. After the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl, he was told on the plane. By a regent, good thing you won that game against Texas Tech because if you would have lost, you would no longer be the coach. So there's another one. If they'd have got rid of Tom, who could they potentially gone after? I have no idea, but that's a yeah. We can look, easily look back. So there's some rundown ideas for you guys. Love the show. Love the station. 
and uh, we'll catch up to you again soon. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Hmm. What if Wednesday? We have done that before on the station. We yeah. have. Yeah, that was on one of our EPs. Yeah, that was Alex. Alex. Alex Baker, the oatmeal maker. Yeah. That was his name. And now we have Mike Schaefer with us in studio. With a lot to talk about. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, gentlemen? We good. are, are you, doing Schaefer? well. I am good. I'm good. It's good to have you're spry. you. Spry. You seem spry. I'm spry. I, at 34, you like to hear that you're spry yeah. every now and then. It's a compliment. Yesterday, I couldn't sit for like half an hour because I tweaked something in my oh. back. And I was just like oh, walking no. around the house where you put your like hand on your back as if that's going to do anything. So, hey. Yeah. Trek CBD. Yeah, no, that's uh, I should have I should have applied some uh, some role. Trek CBD. I know I I wasn't thinking yesterday. It was more so just bemoaning the fact at 34. This seems like the the crystal ball of my future. You know, how is it now? Fine. It's just one of those things that no it's problem. just like it it went away. But Damn. I don't know why it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to happen again. Mm-hmm. Now I I just need to use Trek CBD to. Uh, eradicate it when it pops yeah, up those things are scary when it happens because at the time you don't is this you don't know if it's going to go away that's the scary yeah I, I mean i'd sort of assume that it will i i have a persona where i kind of just assume i'm teflon like whatever happens wow. like it's just gonna you It'll know be fine yeah which is interesting because i wouldn't assume that i'd have that but i i kind of do like I, it's there i'm annoyed by it and then i'll have forgotten about it move on and you go about your day or whatever well, i'm glad it's gone yeah we're yeah. glad you're here yeah. so i appreciate the spry reference because i i don't you know spry. Spry, but... you know i know at times you come in and you're a little yeah. <laughs> it's thursday morning following some wednesday night activities well, you never know. Sure. <laughs> well you're always very entertaining yeah i got a i got a fair amount of sleep last night maybe that's yeah you can good. tell you can tell trek cbd 84th and highway 2 by the way uh check it out um i want to go back to what we talked about in the first hour can i ask that with schaefer all right course, so sure. we had a long conversation show. with with uh my with sip and the listeners also um and it's just the question was this how confident are you yes that Casey Thompson is a better quarterback than Adrian Martinez. Is that the question? Let me see. Hold on. That was the question. Yeah, that's the question. Well, I'm fairly confident that he's a better quarterback for the system of which he's going to be running here uh, under Mark Whipple and Scott Frost at Nebraska. I mean, I am I as confident that if he was put in the same exact offense as Adrian Martinez last year, that um, it would have gone better. I think in some ways, sure. But then you, I don't know that Casey Thompson has the pull the rabbit out of the hat type playmaking ability that Adrian Martinez does. And yet at the same time, I think Casey Thompson has the ability to make the play right in front of his face a lot more than Adrian Martinez does. So you give up some real boom or bust potential of Adrian so I think you're getting a rock-steady performance from Casey Thompson. All of that long-winded explanation to basically say, yes, I think I feel better uh, or more confident in Casey Thompson uh, for what Nebraska sort of needs in front of him. I think, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And his, inter- you know, his touchdown to interception ratio would suggest stability, right? Yeah, well, and it was even better prior to that thumb injury. I mean, the, the thing about Casey Thompson that probably – isn't regarded enough if you just look at his base statistics mm-hmm. is that prior to injuring the thumb against Oklahoma which really prevented him in in future games especially in cold weather I mean he really didn't have that much of an interception issue at all it was after that where he think he threw seven of his nine mm-hmm. um so I, I 
I think that he has the ability to make more simplistic, easy throws in this offense. I think he can utilize the middle of the field in a way that Adrian never could and never will. Totally agree. Um, And I think all of that is going to be helpful for how they want to run this offense. Now, the only thing I wonder about is – you seem a little more confident about what the offense will look like. I don't know what it's going to look like at this point. Uh, I have an expectation that they're going to utilize the short passing game, that they're going to – so part of where Adrian really struggled was just hitting guys on crossing routes. Yep. And Casey Thompson can do that in his sleep. Yeah. How do I know this? I watched him do it to Oklahoma to the tune of 40-some points right. last year. Like yep. I, yeah. And then you get teams that suck up on those crossing routes, and then all of a sudden you go over the top with Trey Palmer or Elante Brown or Omar Manning or whomever. So I I think from just a pure passing standpoint, I am 100% confident that he's better than Adrian Martinez. From a everything falls on you because this place seems to <laughs> just have the the craving need that the quarterback has to do everything – I think Adrian might be a little bit suited or suited better in that regard, but if you have complementary pieces, if he's able to take advantage of Trey Palmer, Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant, Omar Manning, Oliver Martin in ways that Adrian couldn't, um, I think that's a really good thing. Here's actually, I've spent way too much time hemming and hawing. I'll make it really simple. With 20 yards in to score, I feel much better about Casey okay. Thompson. Okay. He can throw the yeah. ball in that situation. Yeah. He can run the ball in that situation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to third and seven from the seven-yard line, and Scott Frost is going to call a quarterback draw because he's afraid of Adrian Martinez mm-hmm. putting it in the air. If Casey Thompson had Austin Allen, I suspect that Austin Allen would score a lot more <laughs> touchdowns in the red zone. Travis Vokalek could be a pretty good weapon for them there. Uh, so those are the areas. I You know, it's – it's hard to do a one-to-one comparison, but if you sort of break it out into different things, there's strengths that Casey Thompson has mm-hmm. that just <clears throat> Nebraska had to avoid under Adrian. So, so it, with the red zone deal there, you mentioned you think you you feel bad about Casey. Is that is that an accuracy thing or a decision making thing? Why, why do you feel uh, well? Bad I think it allows you to utilize more of your offense. I mean, if you have a guy who struggles to throw intermediate passes or doesn't utilize yeah. the middle of the field, what are you supposed to do with him in the red zone when you can't go? pass people when the field shrinks you have to be more accurate God, was... when the field shrinks you have to be able to read defenses better yep i think casey thompson can do both of those things better than adrian martinez i think so he also can run casey can run his dad said now here's here's where i don't know adrian martinez prevented what a dozen sacks himself <laughs> last year if not more and i i know that casey is athletic but is he so athletic that he can make up for the ground that they seed from their offensive tackles being remember, turnstiles? Remember what we said about Adrian Martinez. He was a magician. He was. It was at times like he was and, Houdini. And sometimes to the detriment of his own offense because there wasn't a step-drop pattern and you didn't right. know when the ball was going to be coming out and all of that. But at the same time, like his ability to avoid rushers that the offensive line could not pick up or did not see which also falls on adrian he was bad at recognizing blitzes at times well he was the pass rush he might have been bad at recognizing blitzes because the pass rush was so relentless that maybe he couldn't even tell if it was a sure Uh, (laughs) Sure, that that was a four-man rush really yeah he was like very Houdini. It was like you're dropping houdini into the ocean with chains around him and houdini somehow getting out of those chains. sometimes it was like adrian yeah now again i was saying i was saying um i do think casey can run his dad said 
quote under Steve Sarkeesian, Casey looks like a guy who just wants to pass. I think he has much more to offer. Yep. And that was one of the things that attracted us to Nebraska. At Texas, the Sark team, it didn't really like the quarterback running. Right. That was a big thing that I was told from the Texas people is that Casey Thompson has the ability to do much more in the quarterback run game. Yeah. However, I would hope Scott Frost adopts more of a mentality like Steve Sarkeesian yeah. after watching Adrian Martinez spend most of his career in the training room. Fine line. There's a fine line in that discussion. The, 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 what's not a fine line is Adrian Martinez was a, is a much bigger guy, probably yep. able to withstand more punishment. A, a, Casey's not big. I don't. They list him at 6'1". Mm, doesn't look 6'1". Um, 192, I don't know what he weighs, but the, he looks. he's not big, though. In the, You're not going to truck people. No. No. Adrian could truck. Could. He did. Yeah. Did truck. Yeah. I, I, so back I would, to the question. Back to the question. We'll reset, Shafe. Hold on. I am How confident. confident are you that Casey Thompson is a better quarterback than Adrian? What's the measurement I need to be using here? Is it a 1 That's to hard. 10 rating? Well, yeah. Oh. Is it a yeah, 10% sure. more confident Let's go rating? 1 to 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, 6. 6. Six, so sixty percent. Yeah, I'm forty, so four. Jake, Jake is five, just to split um, the middle. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at. I'm forty percent, and and a lot of mine shape is more about the system. Like Casey Thompson is walking into a situation where there's a new system, sure, and that can impact his play. Obviously, Absolutely. obviously, and I wonder. I guess I am me and Jake established in the the first segment we're not signing off on this notion that this is all going to fall into place i want to see it yeah and i and i frankly in with you know you have conversations with people close to the program i have conversations with them frankly i would say right now i'm not i think it's still i i'm really wondering what this is going to look like oh yeah well, as you should, because yeah. your only glimpse of it was Saturday, and yeah, and, and I've had a glimpse of Nebraska series. football for the last seventeen years, and I'm no longer just signing off on everything. Seventeen years, so that takes you back to two thousand five. Okay, that's an odd year to say. More I, than I, that, yeah, more than that. Okay, I, I just wanted to clarify yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, I appreciate your conversation. If you'd like to say twenty two years, I think that's the more acceptable answer. Twenty two. Okay, that would take you to nineteen ninety nine, the last great program in this. Uh, Oh, say twenty plus. Yeah. Okay, twenty plus. Yeah, I um, I don't know what it's going to look. like. I'm not sitting here saying he's putting up Kenny Pickett numbers by mm. any means, or or winning the conference title. He needs a Jordan Addison. I don't for think that. they're winning the conference title. You don't regardless think so. of what you, you don't Casey think so. Thompson does. Yes, I I feel very hundred percent confident saying Nebraska is not winning the conference title. That'd be difficult. To I'm do about eighty percent confident saying they're not winning the Big Ten West. Okay, eighty. Okay. So. We can start right there and then work our way down if we want. But yeah, I'm not ready to say that. I have not studied these teams. I'm ready to say that. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Regarding future quarterbacks and the ones you'd like at Nebraska, of course, on Saturday you had Dylan Raiola, uh, likely going to be the number one overall player in the 2024 class, who everybody wants as a quarterback. Schaefer, uh, how did his visit go on Saturday, and and how do how should Nebraska fans feel about potentially getting the star quarterback? Yeah, the visit went really well. It was like a Rayola family reunion happening on the uh, the sidelines. I think they had multiple family members in there hanging out. He got to meet a uh, or spend some time around a, I believe, a niece of his uh, yeah, that's yeah. relatively young. Don, yeah, Donovan's 
um, daughter. And so he he enjoyed spending the family time there. He obviously really likes Nebraska as a program. He's been here multiple times, so the the spring game atmosphere wasn't anything. The all of that, you know, wasn't anything. What I think was relatively new, and he didn't touch on it in a story with Steve Wolfong. His celebrity status in the state of Nebraska has just blown up. I mean, he's he's taking photos with people's babies with uh, all <laughs> sorts number of one. stuff. I mean, he's it's like bookie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be much bigger than that. Yeah. Like it's it's that except times ten more. So um, it's every time he shows up here, it's going to be its own mini event. Uh, which is fascinating because on the other sideline, to almost no fanfare, was William Watson, Nebraska's 2023 quarterback. William Watson. Nobody knew he was there. Anybody well, talk? people knew that they he was there, was but it was – it just isn't going to carry the same cachet as the son of a guy whose name is on the freaking wall at and Memorial State. And the son State. of the guy who's so, number one in his class right now right. also. So, He's a five-star. The, the fanfare of Dylan Rayola was actually relatively new, and it made me think if he shows up three or four times this year, which isn't – out of the question um you know at least i think it'll be to two games but i i think it'll be more it's now i'm going to interject it's possible he's going to commit before his season wow somewhere which i don't somewhere. know yeah bodes particularly well for nebraska if that's the case i will tell you that um i i mean i'm not speculating it's very possible that this that there would be a verbal commitment before he begins his football season yeah and if, if that's the case then you know, Nebraska's best bet is that he waits long enough to see how things go, both with this offense and with the team Absolutely. overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they're they're effectively trying to play defense. I'm fascinated because seemingly every place that he visits, the coaching staff there is telling 24-7 sports they're going to get him. Mm. That's why you have these crystal ball predictions to it's Georgia swirly. and USC. And Although Ohio now it's, it's, I would say, trending toward Ohio State. Well, sure. Because he was, where was he most recently? The Ohio State. And where was he before that? I'm Nebraska. Not sure. yeah. And where was he before yeah. that? USC. And where was he trending before that? USC. My principal concern is Ohio State. Yeah. I Look, they should be a real concern. I mean, Ryan Day, yeah, Ryan Day is regarded as a quarterback whisperer. Obviously, Justin Fields is in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins was a first-round pick. They it's see, a program that has put together yeah. uh, you know, good quarterback CJ play. Stroud has got a good future. They seem to be able to attract receivers at times, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you may have heard of Chris Olave <laughs> and Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba. Maybe. I am unfamiliar. You're going to have to explain who these guys are. Jackson Smith Najigba? Was that the guy who only had like 200 and some yards in Memorial Stadium? Oh, yeah. And 300 he had, in the bowl game. He had 74 catches in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> For a thousand yards. He broke the Rose Bowl record with 94 catches. Oh, that's nice. In 1,200 yards. Receiving. In one game, he set Nebraska's uh, yeah. reception record. Yeah, they yeah. seem to be able to attract... Um, higher-end receivers. Yeah, so if he is actually going to make a decision before the season even starts, that is going to be rough for Nebraska. Perhaps. Because I just don't know. He would be having to make it relatively blind mm -hmm. on faith that mm -hmm. Nebraska is going to uh, right. Yeah, It's not successful. a for sure, but I'm t I'm, I am here to tell you that I'd watch It's that. a little surprising because it's not like he has to. No. It's not like there's Ohio State's basically saying if you don't commit now, the doors close forever. But this could be when you're the number one quarterback in the country, no one tells you. Yeah, that. right. It could be that he just wants to get over with and say, "I right. know where I'm going. I want to focus on my high school season. I don't want to worry about the drama of this. Let's just get this over with. Right. I'm going there. That's my right. team." 
Yeah, that that could I, be the I, case. Can, I respect that. It's awesome. I'm somewhat would be somewhat surprised if that was the rationale for it because in a lot of ways i mean it's not like they're doing these visits under cloak and dagger they're letting everyone know where they're going they're pretty much it, not all here's not a text that I'm, I'm curious about and I, I i thought about this too someone says do you think a recruit like Royola could have the mindset hey if it doesn't work at ohio state i can always transfer to nebraska sure yeah, sure that's a hundred percent on the table absolutely you saw joe burrow go from ohio state to lsu i mean tried it out well Example after example. Yeah, it was, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. just uh, the easiest one: a former number one quarterback who just did it in this most recent cycle, Quinn Ewers. Sure, he went to Ohio State yep. instead of going to Texas, the home state school, the school where everyone projected that he was going to go, mm-hmm. and then goes to Ohio State, doesn't work out, returns yeah. back to Texas. Yeah, it's you, not. It's not over. It's just you might not get it right away. Yeah, you got to In this world, you have to. Yeah, it doesn't end when they commit. Somewhere. I mean, the one thing you don't want to do as a coaching staff is burn bridges in this right. in this environment. Just keep recruiting. Yep. Keep recruiting. Don't burn bridges. Don't you? Almost... I can think of a former coach who would really struggle in this career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. I think that is why that current coach is no longer coaching. He's and like, you're going to be on his show. Yeah, maybe. Um, I... I think that there's some coaches. I mean, John Cook has talked about it in the volleyball world. There's some coaches who have just left that say, "I'm not doing this." Um, I don't know that Pelini would be one of those, um, but maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I'd be curious. Obviously, you have to operate in whatever the space is, and if you're not comfortable with mm-hmm. it, or if it doesn't fit your personality, then right. that's that. Doesn't fit your beliefs. Your the, value systems. The system isn't going to shape itself around one coach or one no. coaching personality. No. No. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. More next on the Mike Schaefer Hour, sponsored by Trek CBD on Early Break in the Ticket. That was fast.